If you see something, say something. At Reply, weird things come with any weird story you find on the web, and you can help make weirdthings.com even weirder. It's 1890, and the citizens of Boston are beginning to go missing in the fog. Police are confused, the public is frightened, and the city is on the edge of hysteria. It's up to the mysterious Smith, inventor and adventurer, to figure out what's going on with the help of his assistant, April Malone. We'll have to face off against the secret society, corrupt policemen, and a mad psychologist hell-bent on dissecting Smith in order to solve the mystery of what's going on and to save the city from a more sinister threat. It's the chronological man, the monster in the mist, a fast-paced 45,000-word tale of science adventure, written by Andrew Maine. And it's available to you for only a dollar on the Amazon Kindle store. Download it on your Kindle, iPad, or any major phone, including iPhone, Android, BlackBerry, and Windows 7. Either way, don't miss the chronological man, the monster in the mist, available for only a dollar. Bandwidth for the Weird Things podcast provided by Wired Tree. For sites of any size and world-class customer service, head on over to wiredtree.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm Andrew Main, and I am joined by Mr. Brian Brushwood. Huzzah, America! And all the other equally important countries that make up the fabulous planet Earth. And no huzzahs to you, foreign entities on other planets. <laughs> Way to just start a fight, Brian. I know. It's like, this is going to be the transmission. that This is the Rosetta Stone that causes all of the universe to turn against us. That's our our one listener on Mars. It's like, well, screw you too, Brushwood. (laughs) (laughs) Go pound red sand. (laughs) That other voice you hear is Justin Robert Young. Uh, Sorry, I was... I had something in my throat. Was that was that an intentional <laughs> French attempt right then? No, I have the flu. <laughs> so I was coughing up phlegm. Okay, good. Which is ironically how the romance languages began. Yes. Uh, they began as a Hi illness. everybody. Uh let's get this going right away. Awesome, awesome, awesome news just came out today. Via you want to, you know, when you imagine super team ups, okay, like really Voltron. amazing, awesome people that if they got together and planned something out, you'd be like, my mind is totally blown. Yeah, okay? Willis okay, from no, different Brian, strokes. That's stupid. Voltron is not an awesome team up because no one in their life has ever been like, hey, did you see what that red lion did? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I, no I, I, I like that. Yeah, the Voltron team up. You yeah, know what? A Voltron got together. No, 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 no. I only started with Voltron. The next entry was Willis from Different Strokes, and then my third entry oh. is Bumblebee. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And, and I don't mean the Transformer Bumblebee. I mean just a Bumblebee because a those guys are scary. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not even an Africanized bee. I got to right. tell you, like, the first time I ever saw, like, a big, you know, one of those big bumblebees, you know, I was in my 20s, and I was, like, up in, like, Montana, and I'm like, hey, guys, look at this. This is, like, the biggest bee I've ever seen. And they're all like, yeah, it's called a bumblebee, you moron. I'm like, no, but look how big it is. I'm like, yeah, that's what it is. I'm like, no, isn't this special? They're like, no, Andrew. That's the way I was. I had the exact same thing when I was in my late 20s with a, with a human breast. I was just like, look at that. <laughs> Look at that! 
Women have them too. <laughs> and they're so much more pleasing to the eye. Look at this. So imagine a big super team up, okay? Yes. Okay. I'm imagining it. We've got Paul Allen. Okay. Paul Seattle Allen. Seattle Seahawks owner Paul Allen. Wait a minute. Paul's- space enthusiast Paul Allen? Yes. Space enthusiast Paul Allen. Had something to do with some company, some little startup that made, you know, some sort of disc operating system, too. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe it'll turn it into something. Maybe scaled, it'll turn it into something. Scaled composites, which, you know, not the most exciting name right out of the bat, but when you know what they're responsible for, that was the company created by Burt Rutan, the most awesome avionics Wait a minute. Burt Rutan, winner of the X Prize for the first privately funded suborbital flight? That'd be space, you know, scaled composites, rather. That's the company that made that. Okay, right, so you right. got you got those two teams right together, right so, together. You've got an awesome team. Now let's throw a third heard. one, third one in there. Are you ready? Okay, so so far we have Iron Man, Batman. Who else do we have? SpaceX. Oh, the entire League of Justice, the Justice League. Yeah. No, the League of League Justice, Avengers. the Mexican knockoff version of the Justice League, <laughs> the the League of Righteousness, <laughs> the League de Justice. <laughs> so the what League. are they working on? You've got Paul Allen who said, "Hey, listen." I've got some stupid amount of cash to spend on. How about building an airplane? And scaled composite. Like, listen, we build airplanes. No problem. Because I want to build a big build one. the hell How out of an airplane want? right now. Dare me. You, you want, like, a, a bigger Cessna? Like, no, no, no. Bigger. Like, all right. Like, uh, I don't like a bigger than a Learjet. Like, no, bigger. All right. How, all right, Potshot. How about, like, a 747? He's like, nope. Bigger. bigger. Biggest airplane in the world. Wait, 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 we're talking bigger than, uh, how big was the one yes. that Howard Hughes built, the, the, the Spruce Moose? Bigger. The Spruce Goose. Bigger. Wait, was bigger. It, it was the Spruce Goose bigger. or the Spruce Moose? It was the Spruce Well, well one of them was the Simpsons. I know. Called it the Hercules, I always mix them up. He called it the Hercules. But anyhow, bigger than that. And you're like, all right, why do you need such a big airplane? Paul Allen, Scaled Composites, like, well, you know, we want a big airplane because we want to carry a big-ass rocket you know, up to 30, 40, 50, maybe 60,000 feet, drop it and let it take advantage of that advantage. Now, now this is one of those things that, that I think I, and surely I can't be alone in this, that, that like occurred to me as a kid. Like the moment you see the visual of the space shuttle piggybacking on the back of a, of, you know, Boeing 7, 747 or whatever it was, um, you think, well, why not just take off from there? You're already halfway to space. Well, we I used go. to do that when we were like, you know, the Chuck Yeager planes and stuff. Some sure. of those things, you know, when we were first testing those and those didn't go orbital anywhere near that. But you would use a plane to get it to a high altitude to do that. And there's, you know, the military is working on systems to use like bombers in to drop, you know, missiles from a high altitude to take advantage of that. It's just a matter of scale to get a really meaningful payload. You need a really, really big airplane but but this makes total sense because one of the biggest problems we're at the bottom of the freaking gravity well so it seems like if there's a way using relatively little fuel and especially commercially available simple fuel that'll get you halfway out of the gravity well and get you to a place where you have less friction less atmospheric pressure uh to put you in a position to fly up i mean this is this is great now i've wondered why we haven't invested in a giant Maybe helium inflated launch pad halfway up to you know to the sky. Why would I have a flying station halfway up to orbit? Well, that's a company called Dark Sky Technologies, or Dark Sky's been working on something wait, like wait. that. Wait, that's a thing. That's a thing that people have talked about. Yes. I'll so the tell problem you what, is, is you, if you know, you there need... was ever a front for an evil genius, <laughs> <Dark Sky. laughs> 
<laughs> Dark Skies would be the company. Yeah. Exactly. It's like <laughs> uh, a, a Cliff Dark, <laughs> CEO of Dark Sky Unlimited. We'll we'll talk about them on another podcast because there's some crazy things you know involving that. But for now. Big airplane. We have it up on weird things. You can go take a look. You can take a look at the animation. And it's just, it's so giant. It's, it's got a rocket. Now, how, how big is it and what's it made out of? Like, is is it the kind of thing, like, in order to even make it fly, they had to build the whole thing out of carbon nanotubes or something? They made it out of tissue paper, chewing gum, and Nuh-uh. balsa. Dreams. That's a lie. <laughs> Dreams. <laughs> uh, well, no, it has six 747 engines. Wow. That get it up to, uh, you know, what, what is it? Like. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I may have seen a picture of this on news.google.com. This is the one that looks like two 747s joined at the hip. Remember the White Knight, the airplane they used to launch Spaceship One? Yeah, yeah, totally. It's the same thing. Two fuselages with the payload in the middle, but on a massive scale. It's totally rad looking. This is so worth checking out. In fact, and I don't do this often on the podcast, but I'm totally going to look up the picture just so I can enjoy it. Yeah, you go to weirdthings.com for anybody listening. You want to see it, take a look at it. Uh, and really, the the uh, the animation is something to see, and it it does a great job of of explaining to idiots like me exactly why it's it's going to be so amazing and brilliant. But you know, I mean, the the biggest thing here, and this is something that they do a great job of pointing out, is this maximizes launch windows, uh, cost effective, uh, yeah, it makes it more cost effective than than launching a, a rocket from the ground. But I mean, yeah. it it really just opens up. I mean, now. You can you can make launching a missile like catching a commuter flight. I'm, I'm looking at flight. I'm looking at it right now. And number one, this thing looks so freaking boss. This thing uh, looks so badass. One point two million pounds. Uh, okay, that's what. Uh, how many dollars is that? A few. Now, as Justin was pointing out, one of the advantages of using a system like this is there are certain ways that you can insert into orbit and certain ways you can't from a standard launch platform. And if you want to do, let's say, a polar orbit, you can't do that without a, you know, unless you have a certain amount of fuel to be able to do that, and it gets very, very prohibitive. Using a plane system like this, you can launch you, you know, these SpaceX any, rockets into polar oh. orbits, which if you want to do certain, mil- you know, in order to be able to do certain kinds of military flights or military launches, you have to be able to do those other kind of orbits. I didn't even think about that application because in addition to getting you halfway out of the gravity well and getting you to an area where there's less friction to push against, you're also establishing momentum in a direction, right? So it's like this thing speeds mm-hmm. up, it starts blasting straight, you know, straight north. You're able to, to get a whole lot more momentum and it takes less fuel. That's amazing. Absolutely. So, giant friggin' plane. You know, three three titans working together on this. So it's you know exciting to see scaled composites. It's like, hey, we can build the plane. SpaceX is like, listen, we can build the rocket. Paul Allen's like, all right, what's it going to cost me? All right. So, so one of the stated goals on my fifty things to do before I die is have some kind of space adventure, and already I'm way excited because Bonnie and I have talked about it, and we could. We could lock that in right now by having, you know, taking a ride on the Vomit Comet, uh, you know, doing the mm-hmm. space adventure stuff. And, uh, in fact, uh, uh, Richard Garriott was nice enough to offer us, you know, some, uh, he said there was some coupon on a website when I talked to him about it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and so, but but the point is, like, now... It's like, I, oh, there's a coupon somewhere as he moves a 
yeah, a pewter goblet, you know, the size <laughs> yes. of your head. Well, no, and it was a great moment, too, because, you know, he's a magic enthusiast. He lives right here in Austin. So I run into him at the magic club meetings all the time. And I said, uh, hey, man, so we really want to do this. And, he, and, and it was one of those surreal, cool moments when he just says, oh, well, uh, I, I think we got some coupons, like a two for one deal. Uh, so, if, you know, it'd be five thousand dollars. But I think I can get both of you on there. Uh, drop me an email. And it's like as this is happening, uh, the the remnants of eighth grade Brian is screaming, Lord British just offered you a two for one coupon to go to space. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but uh, like, here's what's amazing. When I see something like this, I think maybe that won't be the most epic space adventure in my no, I lifetime. Mean, it, 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 really, I mean, it's, you know, it's, zero gravity is fun, but that's not space. Well, I know. That's just it. It's like, I want to have some kind of... Epic... I, I assume zero gravity is fun. I say as if I... Oh, yeah. Just doing it last night. Zero gravity. <laughs> totally up in that. <laughs> zero gravity, of course, is the new designer drug at the raves. Yes. Exactly. But but my, my point is, is whereas previously, like uh, just five years ago, I had locked in to my mind that the best possible space adventure I could have in my lifetime would probably be a ride to on the vomit To go to the airport coming. and eat the food they put on the airplane. Exactly, right? Uh, but now, looking at this and seeing how much sense it makes and seeing the fact that, that SpaceX is no joke. They're getting government contracts. They're being held accountable to get the, the supplies to the That's space station. That totally not makes you a joke. <laughs> Uh, it, well, yeah, exactly, right. But uh, but but the point is, is like they're being relied upon, and people are investing yeah. significant money. Like maybe I might see real suborbital flight because I don't know. I I got what forty more, forty years more left before I croak. I, I, think, I think you might see real orbital flight, Brian. Jeez, the way you drink, Brian. Jesus. Oh come on, really? <laughs> I'm a I'm gonna fly right now. Hold on. Well, you know you know who will see orbital flight and probably Mars flight. My daughter. The, yes, me, yeah, you, yes, everyone, and well, Elon look, look Musk. At where we've gone in in three years? I mean, like I remember when I first started working with with Andrew. That was like five plus years ago. Like it was like two or three years into that that we started reading like the first big awesome magazine articles about Elon Musk, like doing the initial launches on on SpaceX. And look where we are now in terms of. Uh, yeah, they set a date this week. SpaceX did for for their first uh, you know, unmanned launch to the ISS. We see the the Burt Rutan, Paul Allen, uh, you know, thing today. It's just it's such an, an amazing time, and and it it just it's 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 Back. so exciting to see this happen when everybody was just so you know mopey eyed about the the end of the space shuttle era. Back what? to my segue. You know who else will see this? Who? And more? Cain from the Bible. <laughs> I do I do know. I do know where this is headed. And explain to me, explain to me the Byzantine logic that takes you to the supposition that Sasquatch is in fact Cain from the Bible. Whoa, 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 wait a second. Nobody said anything like that. No. Well, I'm looking at it on weirdthings.com. I see a so photo. Why, of... why spoil where we were about to go? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because I've read the article. So, uh, you so want to know what? There's no way you can ruin that. Bigfoot is uh, Cain from the Bible. All right, let me move on to the next topic. Here. No way. <laughs> There's no way to ruin that. There's so much mystery. You can say exactly what that is, and no one's going to be like, well, totally understand that. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's done. I think it's done. <laughs> Okay, no, no, no. How do you get there, and who says this? 
a woman. <laughs> okay, hold on. That's offensive. <laughs> it started. I mean, there's more to come. Okay. So, so understand that if you take certain parts of, let's say, ancient religious texts literally, sometimes you have to interpret things, and because sometimes people ask you questions that may be uncomfortable, like, you know, where did you know who did Adam and Eve's children marry? And then they'd say, well, you know, Eve didn't just have you know you know Cain and Abel. And you're like, okay, so they married their sisters. And then you have to go and be like, well, it was different back then, so incest was okay. And then it's like, let's change the page. Did you know that Cain is Bigfoot? (laughs) (laughs) So you think this is all like a Mormon smokescreen or something? I don't know the Mormons. I don't think this is Mormon testament. I don't think this is uh, official Mormon canon. No, no, this isn't isn't part of uh, the canon. Uh, yeah, no more than Twilight is. Okay. This is the <laughs> this is the uh, the the Mormon apocrypha is what you're saying. Well, it is it is from and and uh, although we've never been in the secret room, we don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, we've never been amongst the quorum of twelve. Um, <laughs> Who is the let me, 13th let me, member? Let me, let me bring it up. <laughs> Holy crap! It's Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot want policy change? No like this underwear. Mitt Romney, true liberal. <laughs> so apparently in a 2008 paper by a, a blogger for the blog of Mormon Mentality. Which is a uh, blog. Yeah, Matt Bauman uh, found a 19, or sorry, an 1835 letter describing a meeting between David Patton and who he described as Cain. Now, to be clear, this is Bauman who is drawing the conclusion that the hairy, bipedal creature who has said that he was... Uh, cursed to walk the earth forevermore and cannot die is in fact Bigfoot. So you're saying like like his his claim is that there's exactly one. Now this solves a problem though because the problem with Bigfoot is like how do you have a large bipedal mammal that survives without uh, without without enough people in its community to to, to keep it afloat or, or even be seen? Right? So you have to have Absolutely. so many members of a community in order to to exist but if you have a supernatural being that exists singularly to walk the earth forever and and it does date back to when you know we'll say mankind was hairier and taller and more bipedal with large feet then crap that kind of would work well this is david Patton. uh he writes in 1835 he said he was a very miserable creature that he had earnestly sought death during his sojourn upon the earth but that he could not die, and his mission was to destroy the souls of men. I rebuked him in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Man. Way, way, way to show off, Pat. Well, and, and it's like, plus you run into this guy, and he's like, my life is misery. I'm cursed to walk the earth for all eternity. Uh, would you like to have a cup of coffee? And he's like, allow me to rebuke you in the name of Christ. <laughs> well, I mean, how far... I just love the idea of this conversation. David Patton's walking around the woods or whatnot. All of a sudden, this this magical creature, Sasquatch, this hairy, yeah, this hairy bipedal creature walks up to him, and he's like, he's like, "Wow, what's up with you? Uh, can't die. Been trying to kill myself for <laughs> centuries. Tried trying to take on all of humanity. Right. Yeah, rough... I'm trying to destroy the souls of men. Now that's my new thing. I'm sort of, you know? I'm sort of the reverse David Banner from the TV series, <laughs> The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> 
I don't help people. Like I, I sort of travel around trying to throw misery upon everyone. And like you gotta wonder how he's doing it. Like is he going? Is he walking in like it's just Sasquatch with like a a, a fedora pulled down tight on over his head? And he <laughs> yeah. walks into a bar and he's like, you know, you really should bet your rent on that game. <laughs> he's, he's it's a sure thing, I hear. He shows up like like the the episode starts and he's like the 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 hairy man in a sideshow and he's like, what's up, David? Kane and uh he's like oh just on the road with the circus you know how it goes now this is further corroborated apparently by a 1919 man uh, manuscript which uh, also included a re- reference to an attack by a hairy talking humanoid that was described as Kane uh which is one of the things I love about the Mormon faith and I do I mean this absolutely earnestly uh and well not but again, again this is these the 1830 this is all pre-mormon Yes. Yes. Hmm. Well, this my my point is that I love the fact that Mormonism is so recent. Well, I love yeah. That. Uh, and, and first of all, it should uh, full disclosure. I think all three of us have talked about uh, the fact that uh, if anybody is a, a member of the Church of Latter Day Saints, we don't we don't take any. You know, hope hope you don't take any offense to anything. But we are fascinated by the fact that it's very rare that you see such a a relatively mainstream religion started so very recently when so many things are known surrounding it. But uh, uh, dude, I I gotta tell you, man, I cannot get out of my mind this idea of Harry. Kane Sasquatch like after he leaves the sideshow and he like does his job of making sure the girl dies of cancer uh, and then and then all of a sudden he's like my job is done (laughs) he's like so so long little girl now I have the rest of humanity to destroy I I mean I I just like the idea that you know because I mean this is this is when I say it's like pre I mean this is the time when like you know they're they're kind of figuring out who they are what they are what's going to be the important stuff they're still on that you know hey multiple wives at this point is kind of a cool thing and they're sitting there down there like multiple wives yeah that's cool until you know that got them in a lot of trouble and they're like all right funny underwear maybe I don't know and then Bigfoot yeah let's keep Bigfoot and then like like, listen Listen, we want to be accepted as mainstream guys. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I do. I love that. I love that uh, that meeting where David Patton stands up and says, "I think Kane's Bigfoot." Like, shut up, David. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's like, Listen. we are this close to having one of our own in the White House, and you're going to stand up and say that? Come on. <laughs> now, here the side the side effect of this is that this means Bigfoot can talk. Oh my gosh, yes! Although we knew that if you saw the Tenacious D episode from the late 90s. There's actually like a new movie out that's like a serious Bigfoot story. Uh, Roger Ebert reviewed it and gave it a pretty good review. I've not seen the trailer yet. Um, it's called like Letters from the Big Man. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen a, a photo of Robert, Roger Ebert recently? He looks really good uh, compared to how he did like four years ago like his oh, with I, the prosthetic chin yeah 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 yeah. like like he actually has a face now um uh and and how amazing in fact actually i just saw it in that gizmodo article talking about the most influential people in social media viral 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 mo- the, the most virulent the most infectious people on the planet i think it was called this sponsorship is brought to you by future winnings keep the present positive a message from number eight ret on twitter you want to play a game? Yes. Play it. 
Let's go. We never gonna... we, we don't play nearly enough games. Well, we're gonna play a game, all right? Yes. Get off his bum. I'm gonna read an article. All right. I'm gonna, leave, I'm gonna leave out a word, and then we're gonna take turns guessing what the missing word is. All right. All right. I'm ready. A jilted woman caused a stir at the Herrera Civil Court when she abandoned her claim, her child, claiming that she is now having an affair with her father's blank. Tzitzi Tzingra said she can no longer stay with her six-month-old baby girl she had with Evaristo Machingdu because she's now having an affair with a blank which belongs to her father. She opened up at the police posted situation her after she was arrested for dumping the minor. She had left the child at the court gate saying that Everesta was supposed to come and collect the child. I dumped the child because I'm now having a relationship with my father's blank. My life is far better now. I no longer have any stress. I don't feel threatened of contracting STDs, and I'm now free from any form of abuse. She also said she wanted the police to arrest her or any else she was going to commit suicide. It is better for the police to arrest me because if I leave this place, I'm going to kill this man or myself, she said. Okay, um, one one question, and this is really all I need in order to correctly guess this. Which part in Ohio did this take place in? No, not at all. Did this article appear in Pravda? Uh, I don't know that it appeared there, but it's not where I found it. Oh, because I was going to say troll. Right. But but, but now, that, now that it's not Pravda. All right, let's try that. Shit. Let's just try this. Okay. A jilted woman caused a stir in civil court when she abandoned her child, claiming she's now having an affair with her father's troll. She said she can no longer stay with her six-month-old baby girl she had with Evaristo because she's now having an affair with a troll which belongs to her father. Yeah, I see that. Justin? But I don't know, Brian. I think you're I think you're out on this one because who owns a troll? Well, okay, well trolls trolls roll alone. (laughs) That's the troll roll. It's the law of nature. It's the roll of the troll. (laughs) The roll the troll roll. Um now if it was a guy, there's a hundred percent chance it's a goat. What? But it's not a guy, it's a chick. (laughs) No. Wait a minute, a hundred percent chance. Like, like, well, I'm gonna, chance I'm gonna have sex no with dad's goat. goat. All right, because uh, guys like to bang goats. <laughs> Everybody knows it. It's all over Everybody the internet. Knows guys like to bang goats. You ain't got to be a troll roll to know that. Um, <laughs> Go to Google, type in "guys bang," see what it auto completes. <laughs> Best guess what? It's gonna be goats. Right? Maybe you in your Google from your auto completes. <laughs> I'm going to say dog on this one. I'm going to say dog. All right, uh, re- read it one more time I, because I, right. I don't the think names it's are hard. So a jilted woman caused a stir at the Herrera Civil Court when she abandoned her child, claiming she is now having an affair with her father's blank. Okay, now hold on, hold on real quick. She's saying that her six-month-old child is having an affair with her father's blank. No. No, she, she abandoned a, her child. She's doing she's, it. She's okay. tricking off. All right. Wait, what? She's tricking off. I, I thought I heard something else. Keep going. Okay. Uh, the woman said she can no longer stay with her six-month-old baby girl she had with this man because she's now having an affair with a blank which belongs to her father. I, I, oh, yeah. Quote, I dumped the child because I'm now having a relationship with my father's blank. Dog. I guess ghost. It's got to be ghost. So wait, the father owns ghosts now? No, 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 no. The Who father, is he, the ghost zookeeper. No, the 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 father's dead, and it's a ghost. That you haven't she, seen Ghost Dad, Justin? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. Somebody it's Bill Cosby. Like to to <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say right. ghost. It's gotta be. It's gotta be an animal. It's gotta be. A, a, it might be an exotic animal, but it is an animal. 
No. Okay, what animal? Goats? I think it's dog. Because, no, a guy, if it was a guy... I mean, let's face it. Goats is pretty close to ghost. Maybe we could both claim victory on this one. (laughs) You want to the ghost-goats alliance? Yes, exactly. The great ghost-goats concordance of 2011. It's a G&G connection. We're tied between ghost and goat, right? (laughs) Yes. Sure. Are you ready for the answer? Yes. Go. Are you ready for the answer? I'm ready. God, I hope it's the ghost of a goat. <laughs> the jilted woman caused a stir at the Herrera Civil Court when she abandoned her child, claiming she's now having an affair with her father's. Get ready for it. First letter, G. Yes. yes. Second letter, O. Yes. Third letter, B-L-I-N. Goblin. Goblin? Oh, no. I was closer when I said troll. I should have stuck with troll. Really should have stuck with your guns there, Brian. Way to buckle like a belt. I can't believe I I gave up troll for goblet. Ah. And can I tell you, I'm such an idiot for a moment there. I thought I'd get more suspense out of it, but I forgot that ghost is spelled (laughs) G-H-O-S-T. G- I'm like, so I'm like, G, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, and I only hear one person go, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> spelling. So uh, apparently, um, goblins. Goblin, I dumped the child because I'm now having a relationship with my father's goblin. Okay, now, th- this is not the first goblin-related re- story we've encountered. Um, we've never done Herrera? one on where the is, podcast. Where, is this? where are we talking about? Well... Okay, tell me this. Is there any chance that goblin is a regional slur for some other ethnicity? No, it is a goblin, Brian. It is exactly <laughs> as we saw them in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so Brian, Brian mentions we talked about one off the podcast last week, okay, which was uh, this is a, a wonderful, uh, wonderful headline. Goblin terrorizes family in plum tree. Yes, that's true. Opening line. Hell hath no, all, all caps, hell. Hell hath no fury, like a goblin scorned. Okay. A plum tree family in Takwana area has deserted their homestead and fled the marauding goblin, which they lived with for the past seven years. The owner of the homestead, Richard Navudlu, his sister, something, something Navudlu, their mother only identified as Gogo Nanancy. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Gogo Nanancy? They fled the homestead with nothing except the clothes they were putting on and, so, and sought safety in Plum Tree Town. The reportedly bilingual goblin, mind you, he speaks Kalenga and Inebli, which introduced itself as raw to the family, started demanding human flesh in June 2009 and thereafter started raining terror on the family after its request was turned down. You realize all I think of is Danny DeVito. The way, especially the character he plays in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's every time you say goblin or troll, I think about him paying the troll toll. Well, all right. So they started living in the go with well, cohabitating with Raw in 2003, but they lived in harmony. We've lived with the goblin for the past seven years, but it was not violent at all. Yeah, he became violent 2009 after his keepers denied him human flesh. <laughs> One day, June 2009, he woke up and said he was tired of goat meat and wanted human flesh. We asked him whose meat, and Ra mentioned my name, said the man. He said he said no, with a troubled the daughter, voice. Actually. Yeah, the daughter was about to get he ate. Yeah, the, oh, the, yeah, yeah, the mother, uh, Gogo Nanancy, could not kill her daughter, and the, do- the goblin was infuriated. Gogo Nanancy is the greatest name. I was that is that is a great fight. front woman name, isn't it? Well, well, I was actually thinking either a front woman for a band or like like. Uh, continue. I was not going to sacrifice myself for the goblin. My mother could not do the same. Raw got angry and started beating everyone in the family. We've never had peace since, and he demanded I become part of his meal. 
They said at the Times, Rob would tie children onto a tree using jerseys and spend the whole day thrashing with a switch. The family has since deserted the homestead as seeking refuge in Plumtree Town. Hey, look at me. I'm a goblin. You know, Noam Chomsky talks about the kind of news <laughs> the Western media sends. I would like to point I out. I like to think that it's this. I would like to point out that you were seamlessly able to take a terrible Danny DeVito impression and immediately segue into Noam Chomsky. This is amazing. This is why this is the best podcast on the internet. <laughs> no one else has got this kind of range, people. All right. I think there's a media conspiracy, General Electric, New York Times, Fox News is censoring Goblin News. Um, you want to pay the Goblin troll? You, right. you better let me eat your daughter. I say we I, – listen, everybody listening, let's bring an end to this. We need more Goblin News. We need more It makes goblin. sense. It makes I, a lot of I, sense. I, I hope like – it's like you know, Brian Mitchell Ford, you think it's like probably a regional word for something else. Like I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> and this, this I believe, is in I South heard. Africa. This yeah, I think story. this is all Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think that that that, that goblin story, I believe, was South Africa. Um, um, one of them is not. Oh no, no, the most recent one that uh, yeah. that you were just saying. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's a problem. We don't hear about it a lot. You know. No. Well, Everybody, they want to distract you. The the uh, that's why you got to read the international news, like me, to be informed. It's 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 <laughs> the old uh, goblin problem, or as our founding fathers called it, the gob prob. Yes. <laughs> hey Jefferson, what are we going to do about this gob prob? Listen up, sheeple. There's a goblin problem <laughs> in the rest of the world. <laughs> Wake up, America! The goblins are everywhere. <laughs> uh, I know what you're saying. You're like, Andrew, could we possibly get any more Goblin-related news? <laughs> uh, literally, we definitely said that. Yeah. All right. Hey, Andrew, can we get any more Goblin-related yeah, news? Yeah, I got 99 probs, but a Gob ain't one. All right, I'm going to give you, I'm gonna get it, give this to you, all right? Um, and let me tell you what, all right? I'm, I, I'm thinking about stopping this podcast. Good. No, don't. Good because nobody likes it, and we're only our our only listeners were goblins, and they they no, just I, gave I, up. I wish, and I, I, maybe they are. I have seen some of these people. Uh, Tijuana Taxi, we're talking about you. <laughs> we would like to wish a happy belated birthday to King of Twit himself, Leo Laporte. Sponsorship is brought to you by Edwin Moore. Here's what I'm saying. Okay, all Go. right, we are underachievers. What? Why? Okay, we're, How? We, you know, this is a real god problem. <laughs> I'm going to introduce you to a gentleman in the next story, okay? And what I want you to do is I want you to look at what this this young man has accomplished, all right? And then I want you to compare against yourselves, and we do not measure up because we're sitting here talking. Granted, we're doing a public service warning the world about goblins because, you know, Western media empire doesn't want to tell people about it. Um, I think part of the problem is because we're talking about this, and we can't measure up to this gentleman. Let's go. Well, who is this person and how fast can we kill him? (laughs) Because that's how you get ahead by eliminating. Good luck. Good luck. All right. Um, This comes from the the Oklahoman, the state's most trusted news. All right. I mean, Oklahoma, I didn't know there was a trust problem in Oklahoma, but apparently there is. What else are you going to do in Oklahoma? (laughs) Man arrested in Oklahoma. They have trust parties where they sit around and just trust each other. Man arrested in Oklahoma City laundry business fire claims long list of careers. 
Go the on. man arrested after a fire in a laundry business told police he was a mixed martial artist and sex toy designer, among other things. Okay, that's yes. a subheadline. You ready for this? A man yeah. arrested by Oklahoma City police on an arson complaint after a fire at a laundry business boasted his feet were certified weapons and claimed a long list of occupations, including mixed martial artist and sex toy designer. Um, I'll give you his full name. Tommy was arrested November 18th on an arson complaint after a woman showed up and found him inside burning the business. Fire he also plays a mean he start, they, he, Fireman told the police he apparently started the fire around 1130. A woman who came to lock the business at about 11 p.m. reportedly found Ackerman inside. Just said his name. He told her he was finishing his laundry. The woman said she would return in 15 minutes, according to a police report. The man said he, she lit a cigarette for Ackerman before leaving. When she returned, the door was locked and the building was on fire. The woman's husband, who was working across the street, unlocked the door and found him inside in the back of the business. The report said the man said he attempted to get him to leave, but he refused. The man went outside, got a fire, got fire, waited for firefighters to arrive. So apparently, when police arrived, this guy said, "Hey." He wanted to be put in leg shackles for the safety, for their safety, because his feet were certified weapons in Nevada. All right, you ready for this? He also claimed to hold seven college degrees and said he worked as an architectural engineer, truck driver, mixed martial artist, traveling disc jockey, a phlebotomist, stuntman, and sex toy engineer. And also, get for ready, get for this. He said he worked on the three most recent Spider-Man movies and used his engineering expertise to design the Green Goblin's hoverboard. Wait, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That was a thing at the end. That wasn't. That wasn't a, an Andrew special. There. No, that's a thing in the end of the story. <sighs> now, problem is, no, is the guy number would, one. And by his age, just... listed age, he would have been like twelve when they had the first, you know, Spider-Man movie. But hey, that's how much of an achiever he is. Or right, well, maybe he but met me, the, me... the second Goblin one. Maybe he was seventeen. Yeah. Let me just say on all three, Brian. this about police reports because when I was writing for newspapers and i had to read them a lot they're not exactly verbose and that's where stuff like this comes from is the police come and they arrest this guy and they just listen to all the random gibberish that he says and then they write it down in a police report the reporter goes to the police station they pick up the report and they read it the only time that you can motivate a cop to write down this kind of stuff is if the kind of Hootenanny coming out of your mouth is so intense and so crazy that it is at Tommy's level. This is amazing and brilliant. So hey, you, uh, you, you're, you're saying this is the kind of thing you just sort of you just sort of put out there because it's so hilarious. You're like, well, I got to write this down. Well, yeah, I mean, it's you know, listen, they're living in Oklahoma. They just got done with a good trust party, and you know, he's he has to arrest this guy and burn, try to burn down this laundromat, and he just won't stop. Sh- he won't shut up about. Well, you know, when I designed the Violator Eight Thousand, it was right after Spider Man Two. And by the way, we're the leg shackles because my feet are certified weapons. Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, yeah. If you uh, if you were to tap my knee. Like a reflex a reflex exam, I would punt your face into the next county because my legs are certified weapons. I would love to be able to drop that in conversation casually and not end up looking like uh, the dojo master in Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Has anyone ever said that and not been the worst person on the planet? Uh, the guy on Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> But he's kind of the worst person on the planet, right? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. totally. Everybody, anybody who says that, it's like, here, right here. Here's, here's a fun test, kids. If you ever hear coming out of your mouth, blank are certified weapons, change your life. You hit rock <laughs> bottom. There's, you can get no worse. 
Speaking of certified weapons real quick, uh, just to touch upon a, a, it's been a controversial topic, Brian and I, we've actually come to arguments over this and, and sometimes it's been embarrassing between us to see us get emotional over the issue, but uh, shark versus octopus. Dude, uh, first of all, feeling way vindicated on my, my team. Join with the sharks now to stop the Occupy. Occupy, uh, the Octopi Occupy is my motto now. All right. Why, why are you feeling justified, Brian? Uh, because did you see that freaking video of the freaking octopus crawling out of the freaking tank and crawling on land? Yeah, I can't think of a better partner to have in this war. No, no. This is like, look, look, we understand sharks. Sharks are dumb. They're like, give us meat. We want meat. We're dumb. Octopi are smarter than we are. Plus, now they walk on land. Yeah, and Little- so us plus shark are going to defeat them? No, yes, yes. Yeah. How did, how I'll tell you what. It ain't going to be us on our own. It ain't going to be it ain't going to be humanity being like, "Well, let's discuss things with the octopus." Octopi can out think it. They can out negotiate us. They can out camouflage yeah. us. They can out All manip- the better reason not to go to war with them, Brian. Dude, no, they're already at war with us. Brian, I'm saying if the if the, if the peace treaty is offered, I'm saying I go for octopus because they can walk on land. Uh, look, okay, and then and then they can walk on land right up to the Oval Office and then declare you as their no as their new slaves. Enjoy that. Why would you have to declare a slave like for tax purposes? <laughs> yes, they're like I hereby declare that Andrew Maine is my slave. I like, say, well, okay, here's your receipt. Remember to keep it for tax day. <laughs> <laughs> they have a stamp. They validated. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, dude. Be if you if you're gonna choose one of the two to be afraid of. Do not fear the shark, for the shark is a known commodity. The octopus is ready to take over the world. It's, not, it's, it's who, who, do I want, who do I want to have in my back? Uh, okay, no, no, no. Okay, there, there's a difference between somebody having your back and somebody whipping your back. And the octopi <laughs> are going to whip your back because they're going to be your overlords. Yeah, better, better to appease them now, Brian. No, no. You can fight them with Team Shark. Or we can put saddles on them and we can, like, ride across land. No way, dude. I'm on. <laughs> uh, look, we team up with the sharks and we kill the octopi. And how are you going to get them when the octopi are on land eating, eating your children? Well, all I, all I can imagine is like smash cut five years from now. Andrew's <laughs> riding his octopi like through the waves, and he's like, "Man, Brian's such an idiot!" And then the octopi looks up, puts a pipe in his mouth, and says, takes a puff, and goes, "You've made a very good decision, Andrew." <laughs> you guys laugh now, but the coming war between octopi and sharks is on its way, and I suggest we ally with the sharks. But then also. Smash cut to Brian riding his shark. And he's like, man, Andrew made a totally dumb decision. And the shark goes, yeah, Brian, you're really smart. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing is, is if you go with team, uh, team shark, then we can give the ocean, we can give the water to the sharks and we keep the land. And Separate but equal is there's, what you're saying. There's, there's harmony there, right? With the, with the octopi, octopi ain't going to be satisfied with the water. Especially that now they can walk on Dude, land. You can't even you're, go to a golf saying, course. Give, in some give them an inch and they'll take the L. Huh? What's that? What's that, Justin? You're saying give them an inch and they'll take the L. I'm Seven saying, but equal. I'm saying nobody says as smart as a shark, but I'm pretty sure at least once I've said as smart as an octopus. You've never said that in common. <laughs> I definitely said it just now, and I meant <laughs> okay. it talking about how oh, yes. smart octopi are. 
I swear, you need to say, if you really want to take credit for that, you need to say that on every other podcast you're on. Okay, okay, that, that'll be you my new touch thing. touch them all. I'll tell you what, next time I'm on, this, I'm on This Week in Deck, I'll be like, hey man, it's not like I'm smarter than an octopus, but... <laughs> Who wants to get their photo on? I know I do. That's why I go to manusferrera.com. M-A-N-U-S-F-E-R-R-E-A dot com. Featuring the photographic works of Bradley Martin. For LA listeners, stop by to find the galleries showcasing Bradley's street photography at manusferrera.com. So, gentlemen, uh, before we get to our picks, I want to do a plug. Let's plug it up. Yeah, dude. Uh, the Chronological Man, the yeah. story, the tale of adventure, and takes place in 1890 Boston, is now in audiobook format, narrated by Mr. Justin Robert Young. Yeah, I had a lot of fun uh, reading this. I actually went up and my my, my little brother has uh, got a degree in audio engineering, helped me record it, and uh, it's it was really, really fun to read. It's a great story if you haven't read it, and... Uh, for a limited time, it's ninety nine cents. You can get the full five and a half hour audiobook for uh for less than a dollar in completely uh unprotected audio format. You can play it wherever you want. And uh, we, we say DRM free. Yes, yeah. DRM Un- unprotected free. is more like saying like like if you say we're gonna have sex unprotected, that's like that's code for I'm gonna give you a disease. Yes. So if you say unprotected on the file that's code for please steal this so like let's say let's say drm free drm free folks hey, listen, uh, if, yeah. if, they, if they stole from louis ck what help do i have yes exactly <laughs> uh um, so yeah folks go go pick it up andrewmain.com slash books is is where uh you can find it and also andrew what do we have a timetable on when people who love the chronological man and who will no doubt go out and get this audiobook uh when Maybe Smith might return. Oh, come on. You got to say this. You got to spill it right now because I saw some pictures and I'm excited. Uh, the book hopefully will hit next week. That's the plan. Oh, wait, wait. What book? You're, you're talking about a re-release of the same book? No, Brian. <laughs> there is a new Chronological Man adventure. Huzzah! Hells yeah, dude. I'm way excited. The Martian Emperor. And I think we plan on having that come out next week. And by the way, if you like The Chronological Man, please, please, please do us a favor. Um, it's available on Amazon, and it's available on The Nook. If you've already read it and you liked it, please go give us a, a nice review on Amazon. It helps a lot. I can't tell you how much, but it really means a lot, and it helps us get it up there in the rankings. And, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep these prices, you know, at the 99-cent price point. And the more feedback we get from people, the easier it is to do that. So. Uh, absolutely. And let me just say, I have read the new chronological man and it's awesome and amazing and if is you it, can put it down i commend you is it I is could. it better than the first one <laughs> um i i will say i very 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 much enjoyed the first one i think the first one is is great there are elements to this book that i don't want to spoil because they're so awesome when they just hit you in the face but uh i i really 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 I think it's it's the best book that Andrew Maine has written. Wow. So I will say that. What's well, saying something? And, and totally unbiased, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Totally unbiased. Uh, and, I, and I really do. I, I, I very much uh, like reading the Smith character. 
So I'll do the audiobook if if, if Andrew will have me, of course. I will <laughs> we'll see. We'll see for, for for the new one, and uh, it's 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 great. There's so many amazing amazing characters. Well, thank you, sir. So let's do some picks. Who wants to go first? I've got to go last because I got nothing. Like uh, like I just finished one Q eight four. And I'm sort of like I, I what I do is I, I listen to a bunch of podcasts and then I dive into an audiobook. And when I'm doing an audiobook, it's nothing but that audiobook. And then when I come up, I gasp for air and, and listen to the ephemera of, of all my favorite podcasts, and then I end up going into another book. So I'm trying to figure out what audiobook I listen to next, but based on what you guys say, I'll make my own recommendations. Uh I'll go first. Unless you have one, Andrew. No, go, go, Justin. Uh, I, because, uh, uh, Andrew made, made reference to it and I watched, uh, the, the majority of it last night will recommend the Louis CK live at the beacon, uh, theater. If, you know, we talk a lot and especially with, with, you know, Andrew's, uh, eBooks and audiobooks, we've, uh, really tried to, to look and, and bet heavily on the idea of selling to your audience and, and really just having a, a awesome, honest and trusting relationship between us and an audience. And uh, Louis CK, the stand-up comedian who I'm a huge fan of, uh, just released a news that normally what he would do is go to Showtime or HBO or Comedy Central and produce a hour long comedy special. He'd sell it to them. They'd record it. They'd put it out. They'd put a DVD out. He decided to do everything himself and spent, $250,000 to put on a couple shows at the Beacon Theater, film them all himself with a six-camera shoot, and just released the finished product on his website, louisck.net, uh, for $5. It's just, you know, you PayPal the dude five bucks, he sends you, you know, the rights where you can download it three times, I believe, and you can stream it uh, twice, and it's it's very, very good. If you like Louis C.K.'s uh, material you will very 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 much like this if you like louis on fx you will really like this but uh i think a lot of people have gotten behind it just because of the novelty of somebody betting so big on this kind of delivery method uh, and this kind of way of doing business so uh it's it's a win-win if you're into that kind of stuff which i know a lot of people listen to this are then uh it's worth it to try it out if you're a fan of louis ck then it's a new special so everybody check it out there you go my pick is and it's one of those things where everybody's talked about it. A lot of people have already seen it. I I didn't get around to seeing it until like recently. I'm like I'm like a decade behind, and uh, I I really enjoyed really enjoyed. I was playing around on the HBO Go app and found on there Band of Brothers. Oh my gosh, how great is that? Yeah, it's great. And so they have all the episodes, all ten episodes. The original Band of Brothers are on there, and I sat down while I've been working on something else and watched them all the way through it and loved it. I mean, just the level of production value they brought into it, just the amount of thought and just the storytelling in there, telling you these, these small sort of stories that took place in the bigger scope of world war two, highly, highly recommend it. I'm in the, almost finished with the Pacific now too, which what they did, you know, just like last year. And and that's, that's quite good too, but band of brothers, it's on the HBO go app. So that is my pick. Uh, right. Actually, I have, I have I have a secondary pick real quick. Go I just on. remembered it. And I, if I don't say it, I'll literally explode. Uh, so, Brian, what were you going to say? <laughs> Boom. Spaced is on Netflix Instant. Are you guys – have you guys watched Spaced? Can I can I tell you I, – I, I don't know if you're saying this specifically because on, on frame rate I was talking about how I'm diving into the Spaced experience. Um, I don't watch because, frame rate. 
because it's uh, it's on Netflix and it's streaming right now. And of course, for those who don't know, uh, Spaced is is legendary because uh, director Edgar Wright stars Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, who you know yeah, you know from Shaun of if, the if, Dead. Yeah, if you like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, the creative triumvirate of 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 those three uh, initially honed their skills on this Channel Four series, half hour comedy series, Spaced. Yeah, I uh I to be honest, um I I'm 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 like four episodes in and the conceits that I think what what made it successful were the conceits of it being geek centric and having all of these surreal moments when all of a sudden it becomes like, Oh, I get it, they're doing close encounters of the third kind and no, oh, this is they're recreating a moment from Star Wars. Uh weirdly, I find those the least attractive and most distracting moments of the series i i just want them to i i want everybody to stop trying to impress me and instead just tell me the story of these people hanging out together um i i will say the show continues to evolve it's been a while i actually just started watching the second uh series of it both series are up on netflix instant and i have not watched the beginning of the first series since i i first got that when the dvds first came out i think like two years ago I bought it then, and uh, I, I watched it, and it was, it was I, I very much enjoyed it from the beginning, but it's been a while since I've seen the first couple episodes. But I will say, the stuff that I'm, I've just watched recently, which is in the second series mainly, uh, is just, I mean, note perfect, brilliant. Like, there is, is if it actually, space kind of reminds me a lot more, having, you know, having the movie came out, of Scott Pilgrim versus the world in terms of... Uh, some of the, the the comedic beats and it shows you kind of why Edgar Wright was such a perfect director for that movie. Uh, although not if you were looking to make money, um, <laughs> yeah. But artistically, so uh, I don't know. I I absolutely love Space, and and uh, for folks who have Netflix, I think it's 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 worth a, a shot. And Brian, I I certainly hope that the further you get into it, uh, the more you will like it. Although I could understand that it is one of those shows where people breathlessly sort of hype it. Uh, constantly, and then you watch it, and you realize that it's just a television show that you know right. has good episodes and bad right. episodes, and you know. Well, especially I'll, early I'll on tell you what else, and this is uh, this is I, I enjoyed the second season of uh, Flight of the Concords much more than the first season because I just confessed to myself that it's hard for me to understand everything being said with the New Zealand accent, and uh, turned on closed captioning. And I wish there was an ability for me to do that on the Netflix instant streaming because I suspect there's a lot of minor jokes that I'm missing just because it's hard for me to understand the hell they're saying on that. Ah, okay, Grandpa. What's your pick? Okay, screw you. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? And, and forgive me if I've already mentioned this, but have I mentioned that that my daughter and I have been watching the Discovery Channel series Stephen Hawking's Into the Universe, which is also on Netflix? Instant your streaming? wife did. Yes. Yes. Last week. So so we so we've been, we continue to enjoy that. We also started watching uh, When We Left Earth, which is another uh, Discovery series talking about the Apollo missions. Um, I just wait, wait. We we left Earth. Yeah. Apparently, allegedly, allegedly, oh. we left Earth at some point. Oh. Before SpaceX. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm totally enjoying those. And let me tell you, man, the the, the documentary space is what makes Netflix instant streaming for me. And by the way, I'm done calling it Netflix instant streaming. It's just Netflix. Netflix right. is watching movies instantly on your TV. I like to call it Quickster on the internet. Nope, 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 
Don't do that. <laughs> That's there is no quickster. Unless you mean that 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 high dude. He said quickster. <laughs> Well, boys and girls, um, I think this brings us to a uh, an end here on our podcast. Unless anybody has any parting thoughts. Sasquatch is Kane. Yes, uh, Sasquatch is going to pilot the Paul Allen plane. We, we fundamentally apologize to anybody we offended. Um. <laughs> yeah, don't be such a goblin. All right, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Look, look, look. There's one way you wrap up this episode, and it's like this. Here you go. It's been real. We hope we infected your brains with some ideas that were a little bit weird. Now it's time we move on. Different town. Different name. Different life. That's how we do on the Weird Things podcast. I was in love until the goblin came and took her from me. (laughs) It's been weird. Sponsor this podcast. Please go to weirdthings.com/sponsor to buy your listener sponsorship spot. Say whatever you want 